In the South, we tend to meet our fair share of Pharisees. We encounter folks who use Bible verses to shame others, who use God's words to make others feel less than. We see those who would rather use God's words as a sword rather than a shield. And we see those who feel as though God's love is limited to those who are clean or those who are white or those who are middle class and up. As Jesus shows us in today's gospel, this use of religion is not new to our society or to our tradition. Jesus is once again meeting with our favorite villains, the Pharisees and the scribes. Now, before I give Pharisees a bad name, the Pharisees were a sect of Judaism who focused intently on keeping the law. Now, while most Pharisees, much like most Christians, were probably doing their best to keep the law so that they could be united with God in the end, there were also plenty who so rigorously kept the law that it became a point of pride. They used the law to judge others instead of using it to keep themselves on God's path. And in 2,000 years, this tradition has not changed. There is a reason the church lady is one of the longest-running recurring characters on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Dana Carvey gives life to this holier-than-thou woman who, while complying with every rule she can find in the Bible, is still mean-spirited, hate-filled, and judgy. We as the church still have people, and even whole denominations, who are convinced that rule following is required in order to enter those pearly gates. But Jesus openly challenges that idea in today's gospel. Last Saturday, I went to an all-day stewardship conference at Camp Weed, which was an eye-opening experience. Many of the comments reflected that even some clergymen struggle with giving even 10% of their wages or a tithe. But the question one clergyman asked, and one that I sadly have heard often before, is, well, are we supposed to tithe on our net or our gross income? And what Jesus would tell you today is, who cares? As long as your heart is in the right place, as long as you are trying to follow God's will, then your offering will be pleasing in his sight. What Jesus shows us today is that even the best rule follower can fall into sin if they have the wrong intent in mind. When we become so obsessed on whether we should be tithing on the income we report to the IRS, minus any deductions or credits, of course, We lose sight of the reason God tells us to give in the first place. We can give a tithe on our gross income and still hold on to greed in our hearts. We can wash our hands before a meal and not be cleansed of the pride we hold on to. And we can receive the body and blood of Christ at this rail today and still hold on to the wickedness in our hearts. When we follow the letter of the law without honoring the spirit of the law, we are not following God's will. As Jesus tells us today in Mark, listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out 
are what defile. For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. But while all these evil things come from within us, from within our own hearts, good things can come from our hearts as well. Kindness, generosity, compassion, humility, loving our neighbor, loving God. All of these good things come from within us as well, from within our own hearts. I have struggled for 30 years to be an athletic person. I grew up playing team sports poorly. In college, I attempted to go to the gym and then would reward myself with a smoothie from the counter afterward. Finally, after law school, I found a high-intensity interval training gym I adored, though the workouts nearly killed me every time. But when we moved to Swanee, we lost the accountability that came with classes and started over at square one. I tried yoga, running, machines, but nothing really worked for me. Meanwhile, Jordan, my husband, found his way to the power racks where people lift very heavy barbells over their heads. I ended up with a terrible bout of mono the beginning of my second year, and I quickly lost all of the conditioning I had spent years building up in a mere six months of doing nothing but sleeping and attending classes. But when I finally returned to some semblance of health, I realized how serious I actually needed to be about my physical fitness. So I started lifting weights with my husband. I started very, very light with body weight exercises. Then I added some five pound dumbbells. Each trip to the gym, I lifted just a little more weight until I finally found I could use an actual barbell, which weighs 45 pounds. For many months, each time I went to the gym, I added five pounds to that barbell. And to my surprise, each time I could lift just a little bit more. Choosing between the evil and good in your heart is a lot like strength training. Whichever you choose, evil or good, it's like loading a little more weight onto the bar. The more you choose to spread the evil that is in your heart, the more you will find doing evil to be easy. Alternatively, the more good you spread, the more kindness, the more joy, the more generous you are, the easier you will find it to choose the good option. The more we follow God's will, the easier of a path we will find it to be. We live in a world where we come face to face with the evil of humanity on a daily basis. In our town, we see teenagers shooting other teenagers after a football game. Young adults killing each other during video game tournaments. Road rage incidents. Adultery. Deceit. And pure wickedness. And that's not even considering what's happening in our nation or in the world. 
But we do not have to let those evils have the final say. We can choose the good in our hearts. We can be those who exemplify Christ's love, not by condemning those who don't follow our ways of thinking, but by loving them. We can open doors for folks, smile and say hello to strangers. We can tell people we know that they are good people and we are glad they exist. We can invite people to church, give from generous and grateful hearts. We can recommit ourselves to our marriages and work to be parents who raise our children to know and love God. Our ways of spreading Christ's love do not have to be grandiose, but we do need to do the things our heart calls us to do. And our heart must be in the right place for our actions to please God. This is how the kingdom of God will spread. I'll leave you today with a story I read on the internet, so it must be true. (laughs) It is allegedly a Cherokee legend about an elderly brave who tells his grandson about life. Son, he says, within all of us there is a battle of two wolves. One is evil. He is anger, jealousy, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other wolf is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside of you and inside every other person too, explained the wise Cherokee elder. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? And the grandfather simply replied, the one you feed. Amen.